welcome to creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast in this show we will discuss about best and worst experiences about passive and active apartment investing and i am your host ramakrishna let's begin the show today's our guest is ashish sanan from wealthy mind investments welcome ashish thank you rama how are you doing doing fine ashish how about you fantastic Cool. A little bit about Ashish. Ashish has been investing in real estate since 2004, buying and selling short sales, foreclosures and other income generating properties. He has worked for 20 years as an IT professional in the software industry. Ashish co-founded Wealthy Mind Investments for his love and passion for real estate and help busy professionals build passive income streams. He has strategic partnerships in real estate development, hospitality business, almond farming. He is constantly evaluating opportunities to invest and help grow is investors portfolio so with that ashish would you like to add anything to your background no thank you so much for bringing to your podcast and uh, i think uh, you you summed up pretty well and uh, yeah as you know for my love and passion and my you know family who's been uh, an entrepreneur both maternal and paternal and i think that's why my passion for uh, investing in real estate has been there yep cool and how did you get into real estate and multi family ashish Yeah this goes back to uh, you know just before the mortgage uh, and financial crunch started you know the financial meltdown started in 2007 and 8 and uh, until that time i have been investing as a, you know single families and multi condos and town homes picking up uh, you know the fix and flip and uh, i saw that you know there is an opportunity to scale up however there was a mind block you know to invest into a syndication uh, for the lack of knowledge for the lack of you know better understanding i think that the right word so and uh, when the financial crisis happened the the credit card very tight as well so around that time i thought that you know the there is definitely an opportunity out there because stock market crashed and uh, most of the money that i had invested it kind of evaporated and that was at a trigger point that i thought that okay i have to diversify and then increase my portfolio in real estate that's when i started looking more seriously as to find ways how to invest and scale up in real estate Okay thank you thanks for sharing and you have like past experience in IT side and how are you leveraging your experience in IT into real estate and multifamily yeah the systems background you know when you're savvy enough to you know evaluate the solutions out there where you, which you can use in the real estate like digital marketing and uh, optimizing the process efficiency so we use it all the time a lot of automations and uh, also on the at the same time the the network that you have so you grow that network and then educate the investors and i share my journey my personal journey with with my network and uh, with the group that i am associated with when i say group you know the the community the circle that we we move around so it resonates a lot with the people around you and that actually is is a lot of motivation i see you know a typical busy professional to invest into real estate got it yeah and would you share more about your strategic partnerships in real estate development hospitality business and almond farming Yeah I have a, a bunch of friends and advisors as well when it comes to the groups that we work with now when you start into any business you definitely need a mentor you need need advisor so that you learn from the people who have made mistake and then you you learn from the experts out there so when we started my partner and I when we started this company in 2019 you we made it a point that you know we will leverage our existing relationship but at the same time we will bring the experts we will enroll 
in the program. We, we started attending these uh, workshop conferences and we both have been traveling a lot and building this network because we strongly feel that this is a purely a relationship business. You have to, you know, meet with people. You have to spend time with them. And, uh, you know, before you start writing these big checks to them, you make sure that you know the people well so that there is a good understanding. And uh, that's how you go about and investing uh, money with them. Right. What do you think? Yeah, so true. Absolutely. And what do you share me about your investment criteria? Yeah, so number one, the top approach, or I would say the strategy is that the capital preservation, number one, that is the utmost, you know, the, the growth comes secondary, but we have to feel comfortable that we, we are investing with the right group, the, the the operator, the sponsor that we work with, that we partner with, they have the experience and expertise to manage the asset. And uh, in case there is a problem, let's say, you know, the weather related issues or any natural calamity that impact the uh, ability to collect the rent, the Turn. How do they navigate those waters? How do they navigate and then, you know, recover from those uh, eventualities? So those are the things that we we really closely monitor and ask them questions as to, you know, how did you do it when that happened? So it's like a, you know, more of a conversational, but, you know, we have a huge checklist that we use, you know, before we start working with a partner. And at the same time, we also check a lot of references, investor references and another, you know, the network within the real estate. We check those references to make sure that their track record, what they are saying is actually what they are doing. So they have the integrity and delivering as to what they are promising and, uh, you know, executing their business plan and they have the uh, ability to deliver that. Got it. And how about from returns point of view? Yeah, from the return standpoint, the returns have to be uh, typically, it all varies on a project to project. We, we like uh, high teams, you know, depending upon the, uh, the type of the asset we are looking at and the market. But some of the group, some of the uh, sponsors that we have been working with, uh, they have also, you know, over-delivered, under-promised and uh, high returns and more than 20% as well, like, you know, high 20s, even mid-20s as well. But at the same time, when we look at their deal, when we look at the any opportunity out there, so the criteria that we pay attention to is that you know by the ideal investor returns it has to be uh, high teens mid teens to high teens at least okay okay got it and a cash on cash component too so typically you know we see anywhere from uh, five to ten percent of uh, cash on cash some deals are uh, uh, slightly different there is a back end that the investors collect more money at the time of exit than the initial cash on cash because the way the business plan is so you might you may see actually you know less than five percent as well in some deals out there in the market Oh, so how many deals you have participated so far and so what markets? So my partner and I, we have uh, close to about 55 deals that we have participated and uh, out of which we have active participation in six deals under our brand, Wealthy Mind Investments. How about remaining 49? So the rest of the deals that, you know, we invested as a passive investor, just like, uh, yeah. Got it. And so what is your process of finding opportunities and how do you evaluate opportunities? Very good question. How do you find the opportunities? We we build we keep on building relationship and then we work with the the solid operators where we are comfortable working with them and uh, in the co GP capacity and uh, we keep on evaluating deals and we also look at it that there is not a one market single market concentration when we invest. Like what that means is there are certain groups and sponsors who specialize in operating in one particular market. So we do not like to do that. We do not repeatedly 
invest into the same market over and over again. It's not good for us. It's not good for our investors. So we give them good mix of exposure uh, to different markets so that you know their portfolio gets diversified. Our portfolio gets diversified for the investors. Yeah, totally understand that. So how do you approach partnering on a deal, and would you share more your criteria? a long process we, we okay there are two ways when you partner up with a group so one is a deal when you look at the deal the other is is a you know the people who are presenting the deal and managing the deal so they both go hand in hand so it's like you know when i like to use this example which is a slightly you know give to give you just to give you a perspective sure so for example like you know when you look at a horse and a jockey you know, typically, who do you bet on? You bet on the horse or you bet on the jockey? I would bet on the jockey. So the jockey actually uh, makes sure that he wins the race, not the horse. So you, you always bet on the, the jockey out there. So in our criteria, you know, we always look at the operator first. We look at the deal. At the same time, we see who is behind the deal. You can have an awesome deal with, and, and a bad operator can run the deal in the ground. Yeah. Right? Do you agree with it? I agree. Yes. Right. It's like this, you know, you have some deal, good, all the numbers, the location, everything makes perfect sense. But now you have a bad operator, a bad team, you know, they don't work in harmony and their integrity is questionable. Their business plan is questionable. Their ability to execute the business plan is questionable. They can deal, they can run the entire deal into the ground and, you know, investors can uh, end up losing money. Right. So we build relationship with the sponsors, the jockey, and we continuously, you know, make sure that, you know, we keep check, keep a good check, quality check. You know, we visit, we fly and and, and, and check it out how quickly they are executing the business plan. In fact, you know, I just came back uh, on Sunday from Dallas. You know, we met our partners there, a bunch of them, and uh, spent a good amount of time. We spent five days there. We also tour properties and we, we also check, you know, how, the, how are the upgrades and how is the business plan overall doing and then you know we meet with them and spend a good amount of time you know just like a you know casual conversation but it's like a you know like an interviewing kind of a way that basically how things going on so right and i agree with your points like basically the sponsor is the key in executing or in the business plan and uh, asset also yeah yeah so i hope i answered your question yes exactly and so would you share your communication process with your investors yeah, so we oh, we like to over communicate then under communicate. What that means is that let's say there's a monthly update regarding an investment and uh, there is an issue at the property. You know, we don't wait until the next monthly update. You know, if there is a bad news, you know, we share it with the investors first. We let them know that you know this is something that has happened which no one anticipated it, and uh, we are working on it to take care of the situation. The partners are working on it to take care of the situation. So we very transparent way we tell them that you know how what is the situation and what is being done to mitigate the the problem. Okay. How about from distribution point of view, how often you will communicate? So uh, the the sponsors, there are, you know, it varies. Some sponsors and groups that we work with, we invest with, they have a, a quarterly distribution. In some, in some, with some group, in some sponsors, there is a monthly distribution too. And uh, we also are part of the deals where there is annual distribution too. So it depends on, you know, the investor preferences. Sometimes, you know, some uh, investors, they like to see a monthly cash flow. So they don't like to invest into those deals. Uh, however, you know, we are quite flexible when it comes to the, the distribution frequency. Uh, but if you ask my personal uh, preferences, you know, I like the quarterly cash flow distributions. And in, our investors also love that. Yeah. So how about annual distributions? Which asset classes are those? 
So it's the same multifamily uh, asset. It's the same multifamily assets. And uh, the group's just, you know, do an annual distribution, one single check lump sum. Some investors like that. You know, most of the, uh, if you ask me, the, the accredited investors, they are not actually waiting for the cash distribution for anything. So basically, they, they, they really don't mind, actually. So some, we have, uh, you know, good amount of investors who really, I mean, that's not important that, you know, the, it's, the frequency should be there. You know, quarterly distribution should be there versus, you know, annual. So they're there fine as long as you know it's a quality deal and a quality they don't mind if it's a annual distribution got it and would you share any of your challenging experiences in multifamily journey so far and how did you overcome them yeah 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 every investment or every business that you do there is always bound to be some challenges and uh, i can share one of the investment that uh, my partner part of actually you know the principal actually is uh, you know he lost the principal basically not the entire principal but i think uh, closer to half of the principal you know has been lost so it's a bad experience you know it, it teaches us a lot tells us a lot that you know you need to do more homework on the people that you work with and yeah that's something that you know we we nobody anticipates it but you know sometimes uh, it happens that you know you, you keep some loose ends when you try to invest and in with people that you don't really do a good due diligence on them so if, there can be a number of reasons but you know they, there has been some bad experience with working with one group you know my partner where my partner invested okay got it and would you share any of your best apartment investing experience so far yeah, we, yeah. So there has been a couple of deals where uh, our partner actually over-delivered, you know, under-promised and over, literally over-delivered. You know, they, they put together a performance projection for uh, 18, 19%. And, you know, when the time of exit, you know, saw about 24% uh, return. So there has, there are groups, there are people that, you know, really trying to deliver and over-deliver, under-promise and over-deliver. Yeah, those exceptions are always there. Yeah, so, and uh, there's another uh, partner that we work with. They their communication is uh, awesome. Very frequent turnaround time is, uh, you know, literally within a business day, they, they t- return the email or a phone call. You know, as long as, you know, they're open within a business day, we hear from them. So which, you know, from the investor standpoint, we love that. I love that personally, that, you know, somebody is responsive, you know, they're listening to you and they are responding to your query. Yeah, got it. And what is your current focus and share something you're excited about now? Well, the, I'm very optimistic. A lot, lot of people say that, you know, the market crashes there. I, I don't completely understand uh, what that means. You know, the stock market can crash. Yes. The interest rates will go up. Yes. Are the interest rates low historically? <laughs> the answer is yes. Uh, does that create opportunities to invest? Absolutely. So, I mean, if you are on the fence and if you are still scared that we should not invest, I think uh, one should look at it. Then it, it is creating a lot of opportunities. If you look at the uh, data points out there, I think historically this last one year, uh, last 12 months have created a lot of wealth. So people who took action, people who invested, you know, they are, uh, you know, collecting good distributions. They're collecting good returns or where they are putting money in. But at the same time, you have to uh, be cautious. You know, you, you don't invest into product or invest into area that you don't understand. So I would say educate yourself and uh, then invest. Uh, don't just blindly invest. Don't just write a check to anyone. Uh, understand the product where you're investing. Understand the asset type. Understand the, the group that you're investing with. Again, goes back to my example that you know look at the jockey that you are uh, betting on you know understand that you know have, have they won any race before how have they performed what's their track record uh, are there people who are willing to vouch uh, vouch for them so check all of that and then you know invest yeah cool and any one advice that impacted you 
one of i'm a huge tony robbins fan uh, one of the things that you know i've attended his uh, programs and conferences uh, over and over again and uh, one of the things that you know really made made a, made a striking difference in in way of operating he says that you know if you believe in something if this is something your heart says that okay you want to do this that take a massive action go ahead and do it if you keep on sitting on the fence and keep procrastinating you'll never get to the point you'll never get to your destination start working towards it you know take that you know 1% action every single day and eventually you will get there awesome awesome and any one book that impacted your life and what way yeah there are many books i can talk about and, you know in the interest of time there is one book uh, that you know really was a game changer which i read 15 years ago it was uh, called think and grow rich by napoleon hill very popular book out there i, I think that was uh, that is a book that you know everyone should read right so and how are you giving back to community ashish my partner and i you know we we give back to the community uh, with a 1% rule the revenue that we bring into the in the company we write a check to the cancer society and uh, ever since we started this company we, we have been doing this uh, the one of the reason is that you know uh, my partner and uh, I, i myself uh, lost my father because of cancer and we think that you know this is something that nobody has to go through nobody should go through this kind of a grief and uh, we that's how that's one of the ways and i have been also involved in other causes out there and then i i volunteer for those causes uh, one of them is the diabetes out diabetes american diabetes association and the other is aid life cycle awesome awesome and thank you thanks for sharing that and how can listeners can connect with you oh the listeners can connect uh, your my email is ashish at wealthymindinvestments.com and uh, the contact number to reach me is 5108546066 and the website address is uh, wealthymindinvestments.com thank you ashish i really enjoyed the conversation Thank you Rama appreciate the opportunity to come on your podcast today have a wonderful rest of the week thank you if you like the show please subscribe share rate and review and if you want to connect with me please send me a message info@ushacapital.com thank you for listening creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast i hope you learned something from the show see you in the next episode thank you any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only as always please consult with your own cpa legal and financial advisor before investing